This is a HeadGum Podcast. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Tig? Cheryl? This is a fun one. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a, we have a lot of emotions. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot yeah. going on, but it's fun because... A friend of mine from a movie that I'm in right now on Netflix is our guest today. Yes. And they are also on a very big show that a lot of people watch. It is one of the biggest shows. Wouldn't you say? Yeah. 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 It's It's gigantic. It's It's huge. So it's fun because everybody's going to get to hear, you know, another voice besides ours. If you're sick of ours, um, I think we should just get right to it, shall yeah. we? Yeah. Ladies and jerks, welcome to Confessions of a Superhero. It all started when Tig and Cheryl met in the mid-2000s. Hey, nice to meet you, Tig. I'm Cheryl Hines. Hi, Cheryl. I'm Tig Notaro. Should we do a podcast about documentaries? Yes. A podcast about documentaries? Is this microphone on? Five furious frogs fiddling faintly. Furious frogs fiddling faintly. I am the first ever podcast, and Tick and Cheryl are following in the sound of my footsteps. Let's get started. I'm so ready. Tig and Cheryl. True story. Hey, Tig, hey. Hey, Cheryl, hey. Whoa, it's a special one today. It really this is. is. Exciting. It's exciting. Very, it's very exciting. Very, it's very special. Very special. You want to tell people why it's special, or you want me to? Um, I'd like to hear you explain why this is so special. <laughs> well, for so many reasons, but the biggest mm. reason is we have a special yeah. guest. We do. Oh my God. It's not just the three of us, you, me, and Thomas today. Yeah. yeah. We have from Stranger Things, you know him as Jim Hopper, Hellboy and Hellboy, <laughs> and Red Guardian and Black Widow. He also stars in a new movie out on Netflix called We Have a Ghost, David Harbour. Welcome to I'm the- also in that movie. Okay. Uh, I'm, also wee, in that wee, movie. Wee, I'm in that movie with Braggadocious him. alert. Already. Braggadocious okay. alert. <laughs> Already having Welcome, David. Welcome, David. Hello. Thank you for having oh my me. God. Yeah. This is exciting. Do you feel thankful? I'm excited. Well, okay. manage your expectations. <laughs> let's just start there okay david where are you right now are you in new york i am i'm in new york yeah i just want to say you know when david and i were working on um 
the movie We Have a Ghost. Mm-hmm. I I would say it was like this weird last minute curveball connection that I had with you because the movie had been going along and we didn't have a tremendous amount of scenes to begin with. And then you want to talk fireworks, right? <laughs> I mean, it was it was partially the magic of late nights in super hot New Orleans. Mm. I feel like there was something about the hurricane was brewing and, mm-hmm. you know, we were hanging out. Yeah, it was like, it was magical. I had told you that I had this documentary podcast and you were like, oh, do you know this one? Do you know that one? We just started talking about documentaries. And then I was like, you should come on. And then you said, I would love to come talk about this particular one. And here we are. We're about to do it. Yeah. We're doing it. We're doing it, you guys. Yeah. Okay, so today we are talking about Confessions of a Superhero. It's a 2007 documentary film directed by Matthew Ogens. Ogens. Sure. I don't know if it's a hard D or if it's a soft D. It's none of our business. (laughs) That's not why we're here. It it matters, but Mm -hmm. we'll table it. It profiles four street performers who dress up as film characters on Hollywood Boulevard and solicit money from tourists. Confessions of a Superhero premiered at South by Southwest. I watched it on um, Amazon Prime. And wait, when did this come out, this movie? 2007. That was a that was a while ago. It was, it a, was while a while ago, ago, you guys. When Cheryl's passionate about something, her voice drops. <laughs> I was very passionate about Passion. that. About how long ago this documentary? Yeah. It was a long time, a long ago. time ago. <laughs> so the whole film is about these performers that dress up as Superman, Batman, the Hulk, Wonder Woman. And then they stand on Hollywood Boulevard in front of the Chinese theater and take pictures with tourists. Mm-hmm. And they see themselves as ambassadors to the city. <laughs> I think they're the only ones that see themselves as that. That's okay. And they all dream of achieving fame in the entertainment industry. Mm-hmm. So you're watching this and it's like there are a lot of emotions involved. Mm-hmm. Because there's something like hard about watching somebody put on a Superman costume and Walk down to Hollywood. Boulevard. Not be making millions of dollars. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like David. Yeah. And David oh, puts on a superhero costume. Cash falls from the heavens. They pay me. They pay me money. <gasps> no, but I, I mean, I want to say right off the bat that, like, I'm not interested in the documentary to judge from afar. Like, I actually identify with a lot of these people I identify with the same things and there are varying degrees of difference in our lives, but the fundamental passions are the same. And sort of Mm -hmm. the reason why I love them as people in the documentary and that I, my heart breaks for them is the same feelings that I've experienced in this business around rejection and desperation and passion and desire and mm-hmm. i mean they're all the same colors that i go through on a daily basis so that's what i love about it yeah yeah i mean i feel like what i kept thinking about watching cuz i had seen this movie several years ago and then i i did this again Cheryl where i've seen a documentary years ago and then i thought oh i probably don't need to watch oh this again oh my god I, Tig. I 
But okay, I've never but done it. it. I've never done. Okay, but you yeah, watched. But it. I'm saying yeah. I've never actually not watched something. But there have been times where I've been tempted, where I'm thinking, I know this very well. I know what happens. I don't need to watch this again. I watched it again, and I was just <laughs> alarmed by how much I didn't remember. And I'm so glad I watched it again. And yeah, there are so many relatable things. Yeah. And I was thinking about how there are so many with similar personalities in the world of entertainment that are a little out there. They're very overly passionate. They are obsessive about movies or whatever the thing is, music. And and then some people can be kind of lost in the in the world of Hollywood. And it's a seedy side. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, and then others are whisked away to red carpets and mansions and it's, it's, it's something. Yeah. But there's like, it's almost like close. Those two. Yeah. I mean, I guess the further I get into the business too, I remember like when I was growing up, I watched Waiting for Guffman is one of my favorite yeah. movies mm -hmm. of all time. And I remember watching that as a kid and being like, oh, this is, a, you know, like you, you make fun of these people and you think like that. They think that musical is going to get to Broadway. That's so hilarious. And now I watch that movie and I'm like, yeah, I can see some producer taking that to Broadway. <laughs> it could happen. Like it doesn't feel like it's that far off, like with the wacky stuff I see within this business. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. the people that are elevated or the people that are ostracized or the people that are made fun of or the people that are celebrated. Like I feel like the lines get weirder and weirder for me. So watching a documentary like this, like I do feel like occasionally like they're just, a few, you know, they're just a few steps away from stardom or whatever. Well, yeah, and it's certainly not like, oh, if you do have success and you do get this huge windfall of cash and a big house, that you're necessarily a level-headed person. <laughs> There's so many... Cuckoo birds. Cuckoo birds. There's so many cuckoo birds, and I feel yeah. like I'm constantly navigating my life around cuckoo birds. <laughs> in this town yeah where i'm just like oh my gosh and and some of them are like delightful cuckoo birds yeah and then there's other ones where you're like oh boy that is a cuckoo, cuckoo bird. bird well yeah because some of the cuckoo birds what makes them great actors is that they are 100 percent committed to the acting world yeah it's true like the the things that are deeply like for deeply talented people like extremely talented people and also like these people walking Hollywood, like the dysfunctions are very similar yeah. as well. Yeah. Like the things that make them single-minded and... Also, by the way, I'm, I'm forgetting the guy's name, even though I did just watch this last night, who played the Hulk. Oh, Joe McQueen. Joe McQueen plays yes. Joe McQueen. <gasps> oh, I love oh my God. Oh my God. Not only did I love him... Yeah. He has such a great look. Yeah. And I don't quite understand why we never even heard from him. It see right. he seems like somebody that could have right. gotten on I a know. track. No. Well, don't spill any beans. Yet. Oh, well, okay. But, but I do want to say it's really fun having David on because he hasn't heard all of our stories, so I feel like, oh my god, I'm going to tell him everything that yeah, we, our up. listeners we can heard repeat a hundred times 
You know when you're hanging out with old friends and you're like, did I tell you this story? And they're like, yes, you did. And then you're like, can I just tell it again anyway? We do that all the time on this show. Every week. It's like our listeners are like, oh, God, the Universal Studio story. But yeah, the Universal Studio story. Because I worked at Universal Studios and my job was. Oh, wait, you're really going to tell this again? Yeah, I want to hear David doesn't know this. it. David oh my God! The story that starts with "I worked at Universal Studios" <laughs> must be my? told. Okay, I just thought you were teeing no. up. Like, be prepared. This might oh, happen. This, what's happening now? Such as my oh. Universal Studios story, no. but I didn't know you're actually know telling it. Wow! Because it's okay. because it is very similar to what these guys in the film were doing. I would dress up as Janet Lee and get stabbed in the shower recreating the psycho no. shower scene and i had a wig on and i had a bodysuit on and and that's where larry david discovered her <laughs> but you know wow. no no that's not you know, true by the, by the way <laughs> like that's what we all hope that's what we all hoped when we were working at Universal yeah. studios we're like oh my god i am going to be discovered taking a shower with a wig on it didn't happen, <laughs> but, you know, it was a stepping stone to other things. Work begets work. That's right. Yes. And yeah. sleep begets sleep. It's like <laughs> my friend who wanted to be a producer in Hollywood, and guess who worked at a, a video store in Texas? Your friend who wanted to be a producer in Hollywood. That's right, Cheryl. Her. Her. And that work begets work. She went straight from... A video store to, to producing films. Yeah. Well, TV. That's the end of our OTD. So, yes. So, David, yes. But let me ask you this, David. Yeah. Because these, these people that we see in this film, I mean, so there's a guy named Christopher Lloyd Dennis who plays Superman, and we see him putting on mm -hmm. his, yeah. his outfit, and he's can we, doing his curl in the front forehead. Yeah. Yeah. Can we talk about him? Because he, Jeez. to me... The crux of the documentary, and I know you're going to think this is absurd that I actually sit around and think of this, because I guess it's a joke. But to me, I still think about it. It still haunts me. It, could he possibly be Sandy Dennis's child who she just neglected no. and like now David like David left? I mean, oh, are we not supposed to talk no, about this? Is the this is what Cheryl does through the whole show every week. Every week. Every week. Wait, wait. Okay, every then I'm going to tell my I story about beans. when I was working at Universal Studios. <gasps> oh. You worked at Universal Studios? I'm kidding. I don't have a story. All I can talk about is the documentary, Cheryl. Of course he didn't this work at Universal Studios. Up. He's in Marvel movies, Cheryl. Well, I, I guess, listen, since you brought it up, well, I guess we need to just <laughs> over to that because it was all we have to take a break was, oh my god we're fun's just getting started welcome to my world david this i is know well we have to take a break oh. we Every have to make week. a living too david and i'm trying to like talk about the documentary and then tig you know yells we have to take a break this is like god. this is because this our producer life. held up a sign that says break, which means <laughs> we have to take a break. I don't just randomly right. take breaks. Okay. We'll be right. When we come back, we'll right? be. We're going to talk about we'll be right Superman. We'll be right back. And who his parents were. We'll be right back on Tig and Cheryl True Story, a podcast about documentaries, but it's comedic. We'll be right mm -hmm. back. Mm-hmm. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. And we're back on Tig and Cheryl True Story with our incredible guest, David Harbour. Yes, David Harbour. So Mm. we could hear Christopher, do I have to, when I say his name, do I have to say all three names? Christopher Lloyd Dennis? No, no, no. Let's just call him Superman. CD. Yeah. (laughs) CD. Yeah. So so CD, Superman, let's hear from him because he's going to tell us who he is for a second. Yeah. And he's a very interesting guy. Hi there, princess. Come on in. Uh, We do work on tips, okay? Okay. My name is Christopher Lloyd Dennis, and I play Superman, a.k.a. Kal-El. Afternoon, citizens. For Christ's sakes, put on some clothes. Oh, that's right. I'm using my x-ray vision again. I was born here in California. I decided that... uh, I was going to become an actor because my mother was an actress. Can you guys take a photo for them? So he's saying that his mother was Sandy Dennis and was a Tony and Oscar winning actress. Mm-hmm. Do you know Sandy Dennis? I've never heard of her. I don't. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, do God. you know her? Oh. Well, David's like oh a real actor. Oh, my he, he lives in New York, okay. Cheryl. I only know one performance of hers. But it is. That's all you know of her work. This is all you need oh to know. Oh my god! Oh, okay. Tig, what, don't which even one? Listen to me. Well, which okay. one do you know? Okay, you probably know this I too. Probably do. Have you not seen Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? Yes. Was she the other couple? Mike Nichols. Choose the wolf. <laughs> She's honey. Oh. Violence. Violence. Oh, I did not know I that. Like the wind. Oh, my God. She's extraordinary in that movie. Okay, so she was, a you know, yes, a legitimate movie star. Beyond legitimate. Beyond legitimate. But then what's weird is as the documentary goes on, people start challenging the idea that that was his mother. Well, it seems pretty crazy. I mean, I guess my first take on the documentary is that that's completely untrue. It's some (laughs) weird fantasy, right? I think so. Cheryl seems to think she birthed him. <laughs> I did. I did. I was like, why would Superman lie about something like that? But also, like, why would you choose Sandy Dennis? Yeah. Like, if you were going to have a fake, like, celebrity mom. Yeah. It doesn't seem like Sandy Dennis would be the one. It seems so specific. But here's the thing. Yeah. They had the same last name. So he was probably just <gasps> oh, like. Oh, scrolling through. That's my mom. Trying to give himself legitimacy. People are going to think I'm insane that I'm entertaining this. Because you're right. It is set up in the movie as if it's, you know, 
like wildly. They even interview Sandy Dennis's sister at one point, don't they? No, her, her, her niece. niece. Yeah, and her, her brother is sitting there. Nobody's heard of this guy. <laughs> so that, honestly, I was flabbergasted when I heard that from them. I was like, "Oh my god, is that's not true? That's not his mom." And when they put him on the spot, his responses didn't seem like somebody who was the son of this person. He seemed a little like. Didn't really know some specifics. Well, also, an easy way to prove it is maybe there's a picture somewhere that somebody had. Like, maybe he would have a picture. It would be a little easy, wouldn't it? (laughs) I mean, one photo. Be a little cheap, wouldn't it? What with your mother? One photo with your mother. But, but nonetheless. Christopher. I don't know why I just want to believe. I don't know why I want to believe, but I just Because want it's a little to sad, right. probably. You know, obviously what happens when people become delusional or mm. or liars or whatever you want to call people, it's because their reality isn't matching the the bridge isn't connecting. And some people, I mean, we've talked about before, some people can lie to themselves and believe the lie. I think he believed yeah. the lie. Yeah. So that was uh, odd. Yeah. But that being said, there were other odd things. <laughs> that wasn't the only odd thing in the movie. <laughs> he was he was very sweet, Christopher Lloyd Dennis. I mean, he he took his uh-huh. um can you call it a job? I have a landline and it never rings. You want to You want to get it? Why is this happening? You can get it. It's the government. Can we just wait until my landline stops ringing? Do you have an answering machine too? God, <laughs> they I even an answering make answering machine machines up. anymore. Hi, this is Tig. I'm doing a <laughs> podcast right now, but leave a oh message. Oh my god, I need to get one of those. <laughs> okay, so uh, what I was saying about Superman is mm-hmm. he took his job very seriously. He yeah. was concerned about how the characters on Hollywood Boulevard presented themselves. And he did not want to see Superman smoking. He didn't want to see anybody smoking in mm-hmm. in costume. Even though he was a smoker. Did you hear her voice go down? Yeah. Because he was a smoker. I was so surprised yeah. when I saw that. And I'm like, yeah. oh. He kind of had the most integrity, though, integrity. too. Integrity. Right? like really the artistic leader of them all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the others were kind of just in it for the money. And he definitely like would ask for the tip, but he seemed to be in it for some deeper meaning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He really liked to engage with people. Mm-hmm. And and he was really into like Superman, right? Like the other guys, <gasps> like I remember the Batman yeah. guy started out as like a Clooney guy, right? Started out as a, <laughs> he is as, a as the the doctor from ER, which I love by the way. Also, my favorite moment in the documentary might be his wife on the couch smoking. <laughs> yeah. going, While Batman is going, talking. Going like this, going like this, going like well, it's not too bad to be married to George Clooney. <laughs> 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 yes, so like fetishizing him in this moment. Oh. Just, it was so great. Just loved and it. And also any other thing she said about him, though, was kind of okay. <laughs> she never really said anything glowing about him. No, no. You know? It's a real marriage. What do you want? <laughs> and then he gets on his moped and rides off. Oh, this guy is, is the Maximus Batman Allen. Yeah. I wonder if that's his real middle name. <laughs> but, um, he did look um, 
similar to George Clooney. He looks like he's a fourth cousin twice yeah. removed. I couldn't get a grasp on his hair because Mm-mm. when he, because when we were first seeing him, it was kind of a like a, a reddish uh, something. Okay. And then okay. when you see him later, it's like a, you know, salt and pepper. I didn't even recognize yeah. him until I saw the Clooney eyes. And I was like, oh, <laughs> that's Maximus. Do you think George Clooney is attractive? Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, he is very. Like, you think he's. Yes. You don't. No, you 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 only like Tom Cruise because you look like him. <laughs> I don't like Tom Cruise. Oh. No, Whoa. I'm just saying, like, I don't get the George Clooney thing. Mm. I can see that he's not ugly. Well, who do you think is really handsome? I think David's more handsome than George Clooney. Oh, David. Yeah. Now my voice is going to get real low. <laughs> Hello. I'm starting to get serious now. I agree. It was a long time ago this documentary. Maybe I've told this on the show before. Doesn't Who matter. Cares? David's new. Doesn't matter. Yeah. But um, I parked once in the valley. Yeah. And I saw George Clooney walking with like these three guys. And I remember I just looked up and I was like, oh, there's George Clooney. And then I thought there would be so many women that would be so that if they were me excited they would just be like <laughs> and all i could see was that there was a person walking down the sidewalk you know there was okay. nothing there was nothing i'm always baffled by it i there's nothing baffling about it mm-hmm. he's charismatic he's masculine he's got the whiskers he's just for cute. our listeners cheryl was doing the <laughs> shoulder shakes but david so some of the characters that you've played have you had to wear and excuse me that i don't know this already but like full head to toe <laughs> costumes like that take a long time to put on and you can't take them off until the end of the day uh yeah uh I did the uh, movie Hellboy and um, I had to wear like prosthetic makeup and a full bodysuit, including a tail for, um, <laughs> you know, so 16 we- hours a day. Can I tell you something disgusting? Yes, about yes, yes. we're here for gross about things. Wearing- so you're encased in latex okay. the entire time, right? Face. Like all the whole thing. And you're doing stunts and stuff, so you sweat yeah, a lot. Of course you do. But, like, sure. where does the sweat go? Like, Uh-oh. we know that latex prevents moisture from moving through it. Yeah. So the only place for the sweat to go was, like, through the eyes. Oh. That's where the thing was. So you could, like, cry sweat a bunch. Or, like, I had these horns. And so we used to press it up like um, toothpaste. Like the dry, congealed <gasps> oh, sweat underneath the latex. And it would pour out. It was almost like... When I used to play trombone, you know, there's a little like spigot at the end of a trombone thing. Oh, with the spit? Yeah, where the spit comes out at the end of the slide. Mm. Yeah, exactly. So that was the thing. We would just like an hour would go by and then I just walk over the chair and I would just press it up like a tube of toothpaste and just like. Oh, oh my oh. God. I'm seeing it. I'm sorry that I've never seen Hellboy, but oh, I see, Please, I see a picture of you now. You're not the only one who hasn't seen it. <laughs> that is crazy. Wait, was it a flop? No. Oh, Hell- it was a huge flop. Oh, Hellboy yeah, was? Bomb. Oh, really? God, I feel like yeah. that's like a oh, cult classic, no? Yeah. No, there was like movies that came before me that were amazing, great. Guillermo del Toro ah, and, yeah. and like Ron Perlman, and these were beloved movies. And then we decided to reboot it. 
And it was uh, not a good idea, shall we say, for economically or or uh, or critically. <laughs> you know, there's some movies like Tar, for example, who don't do that, don't do that well commercially, but artistically knock it out of the park. Right. And then there's some movies that make lots and lots of money, but critically or perhaps pan. Yeah. And then there are those occasional few <laughs> that hit the sweet spot. <laughs> of not making any money and also being critically trounced and beaten to a pulp. You, you took a little from both sides. Did, oh, man. We found that Goldilocks spot. You got it right. Not too hot, not too cold. Wow. Just so what, right. was was your costume, was it, is it considered an outfit or a costume? Doesn't matter? Uh, yeah, it doesn't matter to me. You can say whatever you want. Thank you. Did you have only one? No. So they printed out on a 3D printer, they printed out the latex face every morning. What? And so they'd put that on <gasps> and then, yeah, and then they could like take rip it off at the end of the night and we'd have a new one every morning. Oh, that's good. But there were certain things like the hair and the horns, which needed to be, they couldn't, you know. But the latex face was, yeah, it was, they were just 3D printed out every morning. Isn't that cool? That is really yeah. cool. Now, David, yeah. when you were making Hellboy, yeah, were you like... I can't believe this podcast. I came on to talk about a documentary. <laughs> like, literally, That's the what last this thing show I is. wanted to talk about was my box office critical pop Hellboy. But I'm, I'm sorry, David. I, cannot, I, can, I can deny you nothing. I can deny you nothing. David... When yeah. you were filming <laughs> Hellboy, yes, did you have a sneaking suspicion you might be hitting the sweet spot of from um, day one? Disaster. From, from day one, oh, no. and did everyone have a feeling that it might be hitting the Goldilocks sweet spot? Uh, <laughs> I mean, there were there were concerns, but I think none deeper than mine. <laughs> I do think I was the one shouldering the bulk of the makeup time and the bulk of the uh, oh, uh, confusion and fear. Can I just tell you, I was filming something probably, I don't know, seven years ago, and I started to have a sneaking suspicion that this might not be tremendous. And there was an actor that I was working with that, you know, we were connecting and I was realizing, oh, we have the same sensibility and sense of humor. And we were kind of, the conversation was surfacing that uh, this might <laughs> not be great. And then so every time in a scene when I passed her, I would uh, whisper, panned. And just every <laughs> just to mess with her. Any, or I, if she was, I would be like mouthing, panned. <laughs> And then there were like these big group scenes where people were making a lot of noise all at the time. At the same time, we were supposed to make a lot of noise together. And I'd be like, "Pan, this is gonna be pan." <laughs> <laughs> and I was doing that solely to make her laugh. <laughs> and it was like the most freeing, hilarious experience to yell that this movie is gonna be panned in a big crowded scene of chaos and music. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, it is quite it's quite amazing cuz I I've been in a bunch of movies, Cheryl, uh before <laughs> like Brandon Dosh. Brandon Dosh. Nice when we both but get to before, do it. But before like 
before Stranger Things hit. And then and then I sort of like got, you know, got real big with Stranger Things and became like this thing where and that was the sweet spot in the opposite direction. Critically beloved. And then like, you know, numbers through the roof yeah. and just everybody just loved it. And they really were just loved me and my performance and blah, blah, blah. And I had this feeling like, you know, where I was like, oh, I've arrived. <laughs> now you get to see David Armour. Now you know what you've been missing. I can do anything. And then I, I started doing this and I was like, whoa, whoa. Like this is a big reality check. You're saying doing Hellboy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Like just signing oh. up, and then once I got there, I thought like, you meant this podcast. I, me too. I was like, whoa. No. He's like, yeah, boy. <laughs> <laughs> My career is really taking a turn. I started realizing, oh, jeez. <laughs> but yeah, I I'd never had the experience quite of like looking at a train coming at you <laughs> and just not being able to get off the bridge. You're just like, what? It's gonna open. Like the movie's gonna open. Yeah. I was like, you know, and it's going to close and it's going to close. But like, what can we do to stop this? What can we do? to? Like, there's too much money, David. They're going to open the movie. You could have threatened to take your horns off. You could have ripped your horns off and thrown them on the floor. I had moments where I was, you know, you were ripping your horns off. You were like, at that point, you're like, I'm going to play the shit out of this Hellboy. God damn it. I'm sorry for the PBS. I'm going to play the hell out of this hell boy. <laughs> yes, our PBS listeners. Yes, we sir. have to take a break and we will be back okay. on Tig and Cheryl True Story with the star of Hellboy, David yes. Harbour. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. And we are back okay. on Tig and Cheryl True, True Story. Story with our guest, David Harbour. Oh, man, that really got me. Okay, okay, so <laughs> back to this documentary. So these guys, they dress up and then they walk down to Hollywood Boulevard. Mm-hmm. And then they just stand outside of the, the theater and they try to mm-hmm. get pe- people to take pictures with them. And then when they come up and take a picture, they say, we appreciate tips. Yeah. Kind of aggressively. And what you learn is Maximus 
Batman Allen. Batman has a real hot temper. Mm-hmm. And at one point, this kind of threw me off because he went to talk to a psychiatrist in his Batman costume. I mean, the director must have had him do that. <laughs> no. I mean, it was must have had him do that. It was a that. lot. But also, oh, my God. When he's talking what, to the therapist and he's like, I've done some stuff oh, in right. my life. I've mm-hmm. hurt people. Oh, this was. I've hurt people and worse. And the doctor's like. This was not. Yeah. <laughs> the doctor was like, and, and worse? <laughs> like, what is. What is? He's like, worse than hurting someone. No, he said someone. I've killed. I think he said I've killed people in war. Oh, maybe. He was, I said something oh, like. Maybe he, he said, said something like, "What's worse than killing people?" <laughs> oh <laughs> yes. Didn't he? And then the therapist. And then he was like, "Wow." And then the therapist was like, "Are you confessing to a crime?" A murder. Yeah. yeah. And then Batman was like, "Ah, oh, let's not get into it." I mean, I kept thinking this poor. Therapist is like, what the balls? I'm sitting here with a guy in a Batman costume who's telling me that he and he's on camera. He knows that right. And then his wife, that's that thing I'm saying where she's yeah. like, you know, oh, you know, he you can only believe half the stuff he says. <laughs> and I think he just tries to make himself seem bigger and tougher. And I was in that moment thinking, huh, if my wife <laughs> was in therapy. In like a Goldilocks outfit and saying she had killed people, but, you know, she doesn't want to talk about it. Yeah. And they interview me. I'm not going to be like, you know, Stephanie, you just, sometimes you just can't she, believe it. Sometimes yeah, he she, says that. Yeah, I know. But, you know. It was an odd. Uh, it was odd. I would be like, Stephanie. Take your wig off. Yeah. What do you mean you've killed people or worse? <laughs> Take your wig off. What are you talking about? Yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah. But that was never, it was never, we never really got to the bottom. Yeah, it didn't seem like the type of relationship yeah. that was, you know, built around that kind of rigorous honesty. <laughs> it seemed like it was I... built around like the entertainment aspect. Yeah. Of the of the world, like like, hey, look, everybody likes fantasy in yeah. certain ways. I mean, you know, you get into your whatever it is. You like reality TV. You like right. some people like to build their lives on that sort yes. of fantastical Star Trek people you know, world. That was a Cheryl, dig. I'm that on was a Star dig Trek. at you. Don't you attack me <laughs> for having a recurring Wait, does role? Take love. I'm on Star Trek. I'm on it. Which one? Well, you know, now that we're talking about mm. it, just got it just got canceled. <laughs> oh, so you're trying no. to make me that feel bad. That is awkward. Five seasons and I'm out. That is awkward. I think they're gonna reboot Hellboy though, and I think <laughs> you might be a bit. <laughs> you really yes. want to hit that sweet spot, David? Oh my God, Whoa. you're so hot. I know. Dude, you look likewise just like Tom Cruise in that. That is amazing. <laughs> This is that's this she is me just on held Star up Trek. a it's weird. Okay, can I say what's weird about this is that you have it right next to you. You <laughs> you keep this picture of you in your Star Trek outfit right yeah, next to you. Yeah, but you know what else I have right hmm. next to me? This card that my son oh, gave me. A little baseball bat and a <laughs> Yeah, there's no rhyme or okay. reason to what I'm gonna pull up. Right. Oh, you know what? what Speaking of Universal Studios, you know here's a picture of me from my childhood 
with Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse. That's adorable. I need to see your desk. Um, okay, guys. So just so you know, Chris, I'll call him Chris. Chris Superman. You know, I would say he was the focus of this, right? So mm-hmm. we were kind of seeing yeah. it through his- He was the lead. He was the lead. So he was showing us around Hollywood Boulevard and he's saying there are two Jack Sparrows, a Fiona, three Supergirls, three Marilyn Monroe's. And by the way, the Marilyn Monroe we saw, mm-hmm. I mean, I wouldn't say she was a dead ringer. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, and she was furious that nobody was giving her tips. And I'm like, you might want to rethink it. Maybe there's somebody else you could be. Like, if she wasn't wearing yeah. that dress, I don't even know. She could be the Hulk. <laughs> she could have been the Hulk. Because the thing about the Hulk is you don't even see his head. Because he has like a, uh, you know, a fake head on. Where everyone else mm. seems to, you know. Be dressed, have faces. To, yeah, have a costume. Yeah. And then there was the on guard buddies. Mm. And he said they're just guys that dress up like somebody who carries a sword, but they're not dressing as a character, but <laughs> just somebody uh-huh. that wanted to dress up. And they call them <laughs> the on guard buddies. Then, then had a free day. <laughs> free day. And here's the thing. Want to if I'm realizing. Yes. I'm realizing that if my career goes to hell, yeah, I could just walk around Hollywood Boulevard as Tom Cruise. You don't even have to wait for your career to go to hell. You can do that this weekend. <laughs> yeah, you know, I actually want to. I actually want to ask you a question, Tig, because do you remember in the documentary the Batman yeah. guy says that his fears of becoming an actor were like because he was a lookalike. Like in the beginning, he was a lookalike for George Clooney. He said mm-hmm. that really hurts your career. It like really is a problem. I mm. want to know if you feel mm. like it's been a problem mm. for you. Yeah. When you go into a casting room, are they like, whoa, we already have one Tom Cruise lady. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah, I I guess I have felt the... Um, you get that sometimes. Yeah, I guess it has held Hollywood has turned their back on you one or two times because yeah. of it. Yeah. I can admit, though, that I um, secretly hope I do end up playing his sister or something. Yeah. You know, I, because I openly However, hope that. people also think I look a lot like Adam Scott. Yeah, I see that too. Yes. And, you know, Adam has sent me collages that people have made online <laughs> of our faces and stuff. <laughs> And and I wanted to for like years ago. I wanted to show up on Parks and Rec on set and <laughs> and like, have hey, him bro. not sh- yeah and just be like uh, act like I was Adam all day. <laughs> but um, I feel like if I was in the room with Tom Cruise, I wouldn't look like Tom Cruise anymore. Mm. You know what I mean? Like side by side, you feel like yeah. Well, I'd like to see it. I feel like you might be right in person, but the minute they turn the camera mm. on. Uh-huh. I feel like we're right back in yeah. it. I don't experience you in real life as him, but then I see those pictures of you or I see you on film and it like comes back. I just think you have one of those faces that's like Tom's where it's like just this like movie star Tom Cruise photogenic face, but we have to we can only view it through the lens stick. Well, I appreciate that you think I have a movie star Aww. face, but this is the last thing. Oh I'm sorry God. to She's keep gonna, showing pictures a, of so, myself. Such a braggadocious <laughs> episode. It's beyond. Okay, now Tig is holding up uh, her phone, and she's going to show us. Yeah. Oh, is that Tom Cruise? Whoa, That's me. Whoa. Oh. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. That is me. I am female, and I am somebody's mother. <laughs> That's me. You look like... 
straight out of like the Rain Man. Yes. You look like Thank a, you. It's the suit. A kind of like a 35 year old. Tom yes. Cruise. Well, yes. hey, Tom Hay, yeah, if you're fantastic. listening. Oh, and he is. I know he is. You know. <laughs> hey, girl. T- hey, girl. Hey. <laughs> Tig, is. are you available to be in his next film? If, Absolutely. If aren't you? you? Okay. Yeah. I would David, drop, would you I would be? Yeah, I got I got time. Would you, I got would time. You, yeah, I guess would you bring back Hellboy if we needed him? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. That would be the deal breaker. Wow. I would Tom turn to me and be like, be like, David, we need him. We need him. I'd be like, fuck you, Tom. <laughs> fuck you. What? You've got some PTSD about that, uh Hellboy. Get your horns. Yeah, for sure. You for guys sure. Okay, so there's Jennifer, and it, what we, I really liked when we got to see these actors like audition for something or mm-hmm. do a scene. I thought it was interesting because, like Jennifer, uh, Wonder Woman, yeah, you know, I enjoyed her work. Yeah, she's married to Casper Van Dien. Who is that? Who is Casper Van Dien? <laughs> yeah. There's no Come way. Come on, that. man. God, you guys like, <laughs> you guys watch Eddie. No. He's like the guy, like the handsome. He's Tom Cruise, like of TV. He was in Starship Troopers. You know, he's got like the jawline and the blonde wow. hair and like, you know. I don't know, but I'm, ha- that's okay. great. All right. That's a, that's a good update. Congrats on their uh, union. Yeah. She, she went off and like made some movies. Like oh, after okay. The, there are these studios out there. I don't know much about them, but like the guys who made like Sharknado and stuff. Oh, yeah. Occasionally they make these movies that have titles kind of like another movie. And I think they're meant for like your aunt who like can't remember the title of that movie and then thinks it might be. It's like not Jurassic Park. It's like, you know, Dinosaur Playground or something. And then they're <laughs> like, what is that thing with the dinosaurs? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Dinosaur. Well, let's watch that tonight. <laughs> so I think that he he's involved in a lot of those movies. I think that she went off to make some of those movies. I think they met on set on a movie and they fell in love clearly and are now happily married. I don't know if happily, I don't know them at all, but they're married. I remember when Jurassic Park came out, I was so into the movie that my girlfriend at the time found a, um, I think one of those kind of movies where it's like dinosaur playground and rented it for me at, my friend Beth's place of work where she worked at a video rental store before she became a producer. Anyway, so I get this video where I'm thinking it's going to be like Jurassic Park, but it's this horror film. Low rent, terrible. I turned it off within two minutes. Yeah. Look, all my stories can't be gems. What were you going to say, Cheryl? (laughs) (laughs) I was just... I, I feel like I tuned out for a second. Did she produce it? Why did she send it to you? I did too. Just for fun? <laughs> no, she it was my girlfriend. Oh. She went into the video store knowing that I had loved oh, Jurassic Park okay. so much. So she rented this oh, okay. low rent dinosaur oh, horror film be- that was clearly coming. No, let me <laughs> tell the story the again. First time. Clearly coming out. <laughs> we got it the first time. It was clearly you didn't get it the first time. It was clearly made because of how popular Jurassic okay. Park was. T- a tin four. Do you want me to four. tell it again? Listen, you guys. <laughs> Come on. Um, one more time. One more time for me. Only if Cheryl tells her Universal Studios <laughs> you guys, story. Yes, I hear Universal yeah. Studios. 
<laughs> okay, listen. Here's the thing about these characters on Hollywood Boulevard. It's the, they started, uh-huh. some of them would get arrested. And, yeah. you know, you had Elmo and Mr. Incredible that got arrested for harassing tourists. And Jimmy Kimmel thought that was interesting. And he ended up having our Superman on Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah. And then at one point, Batman was arrested and charged with disorderly conduct. It'll happen. Mm-hmm. After insisting you know. on using a porta potty reserved for union workers, which that also <laughs> was weird to me because I was like, Insisting. where does he usually go? Oh, good question. This does do hard hitting <laughs> yeah. questions. Because the union workers were there striking. So they had set up their own porta potty. Mm-hmm. And then Batman wants to use it. And then one of the guys is like, it's not for you, Batman. This is for our people. And then Batman, you know, we all know he's got. A hot temper. Yeah. And then he got arrested. You know what? I want to solve this mystery. Yeah. I bet it's like, I bet they go into the P.F. Chang's and they like, the P.F. Chang's guys, like you have to order something. Yeah. And they have to order like a Diet Coke yeah. to go to the bathroom yeah. or whatever. And I'm sure there's that kind of deal. And Batman saw this porta potty and was like, ooh. Whoa. Like I'm today's Cash like, flow. Yeah. Not paying anything. Yeah. yeah. Thank yeah. you for that, David. <laughs> Thank you, David. It's just the kind of thoughtful behind the scenes. There's just so many mysteries you're looking for. I think yeah, there's so many today because they wanted to hear that kind of thoughtful critique, not because yeah. they wanted to hear me bitch about the tragedy of Hellboy. But yes. You got that as well. Oh my God. Okay. There's a lot of mysteries in documentaries, and sometimes Cheryl and I can't crack the case. Yeah, and mo- we just most appreciate of the time. <laughs> most of the time. So this was actually I found it heartbreaking when Super when Superman went to Metropolis. Is that the name of the city in Illinois? And there's a there's a Superman festival, and then there's a costume contest, and Chris our Superman yeah. is very excited because he feels like he's you know, going to win. He it. takes this stuff very seriously. And by the way, he looked great at the contest. Yeah. And you could have knocked me over with a feather when the Husky Batman won mm-hmm. that contest. Yeah. And I felt like it was rigged. Uh-huh. I felt like he, you know, deserved that title. Uh huh. And it reminded me of a costume contest I was in once, which I've probably told you this story too. Please continue. I haven't heard it. I haven't heard it. Okay, thank you, David. David, how dare you? So one year, me and my sister, Dr. Becky Hines, my two brothers, and a few friends dressed up as Gilligan's Island, and we looked amazing. Okay. Mm. I was Mrs. Howell for the record, and my Dr. Becky Hines was Ginger. And I don't know how that happened, but it did. My boyfriend at the time had to be Marianne. And um, anyway, we were great. And then we we entered this costume contest. We sang the song. We had the whole bar singing the theme song. And then when it, when it was time to vote, they gave the money to a mummy that was just head to toe wrapped in gauze and we said oh that was rigged 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 so just know people if you're out there that sometimes these like i hope you haven't told that story on this show before (laughs) (laughs) i just don't know why we would need that even once much less more than once (laughs) 
say, okay, this is the, the last thing. Uh, it was very For sweet. For our listeners, Chris- my apologies if Cheryl has shared that numerous times. Chris proposed to Bonnie, and you hear them, you know, exchanging the vows. And I was thinking to myself, please, dear God, when they show this wedding, do not let him be in his Superman costume. Oh, come on. <laughs> come on. Was he in it? He was... Um, he was in his yeah, Superman in costume. But they seem very happy. Are you guys ready for some final thoughts? Yeah. Yes. It's time for Happily Ever After Thoughts, where we give our final thoughts on this week's documentary. Did you cry? I did not cry. But I'll tell you, I felt, I really felt deeply for the people in this documentary. Yeah. And especially the Hulk. What was his name? Well, oh. and Christopher, all of them. I, I just was yes. like. Yes. Uh... Yeah. You felt for him. Yeah. David, did you cry? I don't ever really cry, but I, <laughs> but I welled up. You around, did? Um, when he didn't yeah, win? Yeah, when, when he. Pro- oh. <laughs> no, I knew I... that was just a fix. I actually just went deep into conspiracy mind then. I didn't have a feeling about it. I was just like, goddamn surveillance capitalism. (laughs) (laughs) And then, but I know I did when he, when he proposed to her, like the look on her face. Oh, she was so happy. (laughs) But like beyond, like there was just. She was stunned. Quality of joy that I've never seen. Yeah, it was very sweet. And so, so it was kind of. You mean the Crystal Gale lookalike? Oh, yeah. He really <laughs> likes her because he loves Crystal Gale and he wants her to look like Crystal Gale. It was such and a funny okay blast from the past country singer. Well, once again, of all people, why Crystal Gale? Yeah, yeah. Sandy Dennis and Crystal Dale. This guy's got a specific thing yeah. in his mind. Did you cry, Cheryl? Oh, did I cry? No, okay. no, I didn't cry. Um, who were you attracted to? David, who were you attracted to? David, I was. I mean, come on, that like Wonder Woman. What's her name? Yeah, I, yeah sorry, Jennifer I Garrett. Wait, you went from knowing everything yeah, about Jen- her life and yelling at us for not knowing <laughs> about her marriage to this guy in these dinosaur ripoff movies, and now you're like, oh, what's her name? <laughs> he was, she's very cute. She was very cute. I'm fickle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm fickle, and I I lose interest quickly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. I thought God. I just thought she was adorable. And that thing, you know, she gets married for like a minute, like yeah. a week or something. Yeah. And, then, yeah. and that guy, like, oh, he didn't appreciate. Was just like, oh, yeah. no, he didn't appreciate. Yeah, I had a major crush on her. Yeah. Oh, okay, Tig. Well, I'll fight you for her. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, Cheryl? I mean, I lo- I loved Joe McQueen who played the Hulk. Yeah, I just loved him I so did much. Too. And there's no denying that Superman is handsome. <laughs> you got to pick one, is there Cheryl. No denying it. Hold I on. do. Is there no denying it? <laughs> yeah, she has already stated this. So it was handsome. I'll go with Joe McQueen. Yeah, I'll go with Joe McQueen. Okay. Do you guys want to do um, some uh, true story talk back? Does anybody need to talk to anybody in this film or the filmmaker? I do want to say something, and it's a very sad thing. Okay. The guy that played Superman died. Oh, no. And in a very tragic way. Oh, no. No. Yes, he got really messed up 
deeply on drugs and was homeless. Oh, no. oh and God. And he was trying to dig clothes out of one of those metal clothes clothing bins no. that you drop donations in and he suffocated no. he got stuck <gasps> and suffocated in there no and no. so i just i guess what i want to say is like always reminding people this is a comedy podcast but never ever am yeah. i laughing at the pain or struggles of anybody and i just yeah. really really was sad to learn that i was so fascinated yeah. by these people and i I looked them up, and um, I didn't know who her Wonder Woman's husband was, so forgive me, David. Yeah. But, um, but I did see that she had gotten married and seemed to be working a bit, and then I couldn't really find anything on the other two, but I did see that Superman had died a few, oh, I that's think, in, sad. just before the pandemic. Oh, my gosh, that's sad. Yeah, it's so sad. And so I just want to say... Yeah, I do think it's really great when people follow their dreams. And I know that yeah. sometimes it's not in a, you know, it takes a while or maybe you're a little not quite on the right track, but I don't even know what I'm trying to say other than. Well, but it's it's, it's sort of like what David was saying. It if you at least do something, mm -hmm. it will lead you to the next thing. Yeah. So even if you have a dream and maybe it's a really big dream, mm -hmm. take the little step towards it mm -hmm. and find that joy and happiness in it, which Jennifer Wonder Woman talked about that a little bit because she, she said, you know, I may never do anything other than little theater work but mm -hmm. that's what I want to do and that's what brings me joy and that makes me sad to to hear that about Chris but one of the things that I did really like about this film is I could see the joy that he had mm -hmm. in what he was doing and I was so glad when I when we got to see him on Jimmy Kimmel because just knowing what I knew about him from that documentary and those photo shoots and everything yes and it made me feel good to know that he was experiencing that joy and happiness. And living in Los Angeles, uh, you know, you see people that don't necessarily make it. Yeah. But they love, like doing stand-up. There are people I came up with 25, 26 years ago in open mics. And there is a social life around these open mm -hmm. mics where people that maybe didn't fully make it. But they love doing stand-up, and they've built a yeah. community, and yeah. they belong there. And it bums me out when people will sometimes say, like, why don't they give it up? They're not – they haven't made it. What do you mean they're doing open mic still? And it's like, if you're – what brings them joy. Yeah, it's like if something is bringing you joy and you have a passion or a dream, I am just like, go – That's success. Go for it. Yeah, completely agree. Do you have a talk back, David? I would say to the filmmaker, I mean, kudos. Like I'm, I, I love this movie. I think the way it's shot and everything, all all aspects of it are great. But one of the things that I love the most is, you know, you're three dimensionalizing people that can so often be a footnote as mm -hmm. or a joke. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I just think it's beautiful when you take people like that and or, or that we see or the culture sees in a certain way and make them you know, real people with all full hearts and full lives and all that stuff. And it's, it's always so refreshing to me when a, 
a filmmaker does that. So I just would say thank you. I really love this documentary and I love what he what he does with these people. Yeah. Yeah, and and, and it also got me in touch with how much I like that verte mm-hmm. documentary filmmaking. That it doesn't have that fully structured new kind of documentary. Everything's yeah. so sleek and slick and perfect and yeah. it's outlined and yeah. Even though it, it is very much telling a story and it's, but it just has that grit. No, but it feels meandering. It feels honest. Yeah, it feels yeah. like luxurious mm-hmm, in a certain yeah. way. But you're right. Nowadays, things feel tighter. Yeah. I really like that. It feels true to life mm-hmm. much more so. Yeah. All right, you guys, that is all for this week's episode. Next week, we'll be talking about Senior, the Robert Downey Jr. documentary on Netflix. Do you guys have anything you'd like to promote or talk about? Tig, let's let let's let David have this okay, moment. Right. I'm sorry, David, because um, this is going to blow things up for you, David. Go ahead and ha- here's your moment. <laughs> plug what you got to plug. This is the bump uh-huh. that I've been looking yeah. for. Uh-huh. It's a sweet little film that I have out now on Netflix with a friend of mine called Tig. Yeah, called We Have a Ghost. What else? I got a got a movie coming out this summer called. Gran Turismo, uh, race cars, but you know, uh, I got I got nothing else really to. Promote. I mean, that's pretty impressive, honestly. Two films, okay. Yeah. Tig. Well, just if people want to see me live, I will be in Biloxi, Mississippi, and and I'll be in somewhere in New Jer- Red Bank, New Jersey, and the road goes on oh. and on forever. Also, my other podcast, Don't Ask Tig. That's all. I'm Tig. sorry. I'm okay. sorry. And I'm also in that same movie that David said we were in. It's called We Have a Ghost. I'm also in the other movie called <laughs> Your Place or Mine. I'm sorry. I'm in two movies, I too. Know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Don't, ap- don't apologize for your success. Okay. She said angrily. Tom Cruise only had one this year. Didn't yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Look at you guys. And it wasn't even on Netflix. He's got to get on it. Yeah, that's right. It wasn't. That's right. Uh, Okay. And I'm, listen, people know, I'm shooting Curb. You can watch Curb. Yeah. You can watch Curb. Don't worry about it. Okay. Um, You guys, that's it for this episode. Cheryl, um, should we do it again? Yeah. Let's do it again. Tig and Cheryl True Story is hosted by me, Cheryl Hines, and Tig Notaro. It's produced by Thomas Willett, audio engineered and edited by Thomas Willett, with production assistance from Bobby Pearson. Music by David Sesson. Special thanks to Gabby Kobasic, Patrick McDonald, and Stephanie Allen. Follow us on social media for updates and review and rate True Story on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate it. You can email us at Tig and Cheryl True Story at gmail.com. That was a headgum podcast.